Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform and succeed from the privacy of your own home, at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. Now for our special guest. Hi, I'm Tommy Griffiths. Thanks for having me back. Hopefully you enjoyed my five-minute voice workout that's posted on Voices.com. This is what happens when you work from home. <laughs> the dogs howl when the phone rings. Hey, German, Teddy. Thank you. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. As a voiceover talent and coach like you, I depend on my voice for my income. And I have for at least 30 years. I'd like to keep it going for another 30. So the question is, what are the best ways to care for your voice? That instrument that you depend on for your livelihood. The human voice to a voice talent is like what an eye is to a photographer or the hand to a painter. Lose it, you lose your job. Take care of it, and it takes care of you. Here at what I call my home Vox office in Washington, D.C., check out homevoxoffice.com. I'm happy to tell my students who come to me for coaching and demos that I'm now collaborating with voice and speech pathologist and broadcast specialist Kathy Runnels, and she's here today to tell us how we can take better care of our voices. Kathy, glad to have you. You're welcome. A pleasure to be here. What are some of the habits that we fall into that we're not even aware of that could actually harm the voice? Probably the worst habit is using an inappropriate pitch, a pitch that's just not the right one for you. Like forcing your voice too high or, or too low? In the literature, they refer to it as the uh, Bacall effect. Lauren Bacall, if you recall, in her 20s, had this really, I mean, we really think of it as a raspy, deep voice. It was really a bit much for someone so young. And if you've had a chance to listen to that voice uh, before she passed away and as she got older, it was really very, very raspy. And so it was starting to show the effects of pushing that pitch lower than it needed to be at that time. Think about people like Lucille Ball, who may have spoken in a very high, squeaky sort of voice, really damaging it in many ways. As she got older, it was problematic for her. So the ways we use our voices when we're younger uh, can really lay the groundwork for uh, what the voice will be like as we get older. So how do we find our, our perfect pitch? One can work with a speech pathologist on this or a voice coach such as you, Tommy. I often ask my students to hum happy birthday to you. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that technique? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is where your perfect pitch should be mm -hmm. because you really can't strain your voice to achieve that pitch. Another one, which is along the same way, is called the cough pitch. And you want to be really careful with this. But you will very gently clear your throat like this. Um, um, and that sound leading from that slight cough is said, they say, at your best pitch level. And then there's a lot of great instrumentation out there, like the Vizzy Pitch, which are devices that can help you find exactly where you need to be. Kathy, you mentioned a few times that clearing your throat can be harmful to the vocal folds. 
I know a lot of people in voiceover and radio that habitually clear their throat every time they step in front of a microphone. Why can clearing your throat constantly be bad for your vocal cords? Because every time the vocal cords come together, they meet if they're slamming like they do when we clear the throat. At the point of uh, that initial contact, that slam can create some irritation. And this irritation over a long time can lead to things even like vocal nodules. So if you're clearing chronically, I advise my clients to swallow easily, almost like you're gulping, but just a little bit easier. So you do that instead of clearing the throat. And then if you just have to, have to, have to clear do it as easily as you can. So instead of a hard clear, like where the vocal cords are really slamming, try an easier clear, like as soft as you can. Let's talk about caffeine, coffee, Diet Cokes, whatever your source. Yes or no, caffeine can adversely affect the sound of your voice. Yes, it certainly can. With my clients, I like to look at why can't we get going without it? And often it goes back to not enough sleep at night. We have to be really careful with caffeine because the caffeine stays in the body for 12 hours. That could really interfere with your sleep. So you're drinking caffeine because you're not getting enough sleep and you're not getting enough sleep because you're drinking caffeine. It's vicious. Caffeine can also, also has a drying effect on the vocal cords. And the vocal cords need lots of water, lots of hydration. Caffeine can really undermine that. Kathy Runnels, speech language pathologist, voice and communication specialist. If people want to get in touch with you, maybe do a session via Skype or on the phone, how can they contact you? Email is accentonspeech at yahoo.com. Our office contact is 301-879-1981. If you missed that, or you'd like to contact me for a coaching session or a demo, go to homevoxoffice.com. That's homevoxvoxoffice.com. I'm Tommy Griffiths. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceoverexperts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for Voice Talent Membership today.